forever remembers Scott Hall as a gifted entertainer and two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Hey, yo! A loving father and a dear friend. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So today for Through the Table, uh, I think we're going to just kind of dedicate the whole segment to Scott Hall. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, yo. I think that's, I think that's, uh, that would be a proper, appropriate thing to do today. Absolutely. I <clears throat> yep. I, I, uh, I feel like we wouldn't have the wrestling that we have, we wouldn't even have this fucking podcast if it wasn't for Scott Hall. I mean, he's literally one of the the biggest pieces in the 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 movement of the the '90s, the Attitude Era, the the jump from WWE to WCW. He just he's one of the, the pieces that changed the fucking world. Uh, changed the business, especially absolutely. For the business, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely changed the business side of things. It was uh, it's in that famous promo with Kevin Nash and uh, CM Punk that he got guys like him is because of him and Hall that guys like him got guaranteed pay. Yep, because there was no guaranteed money before nope. uh, before Big Kev and fucking Scott made the jump to WCW. Like guaranteed contracts weren't really a thing before then i mean you can you can listen to it on any documentary that vince has said adamantly that he had a pay plan in in place but guys weren't offered guaranteed cash that wasn't a thing until kevin scott started making moves and just fucking changed everything so i mean i think most of the guys now kind of owe scott you know a debt of gratitude for yeah you know the pay that they get now yes definitely um, real quick, I want to let everybody know that you can go to uh, talking smart, uh, TalkingSmart.com uh, and check out a watch-along that they did with a couple Scott Hall matches. I, myself, was on one of the matches to represent our show here, the Geo and Meatbag Who's show. they? Who's Talking Smart? That's uh, our buddy Sean in the uh, wrestling group chat that we have. Sean Rasusman. Yes, sir. And um, his buddy, I believe, Tim. Uh, nice. Yeah. He's and, my, he's, Sean's my adfreeshows.com buddy. No, no, cheap plug. Yeah. I, cheap I, plug. I, I think if we could, if we could say one thing 
about Scott. Just just one one thing about him that kind of fucking embodies everything that you think about him. The dude was just fucking cool, man. He was yeah. so goddamn cool Whoa. in an era where there weren't that many cool fucking wrestlers. Scott was just cool as fuck. And I'm talking like going back to Razor. Because, I mean, obviously, and it's been well documented that he got the Razor Ramon character from Tony Montana from fucking uh, Scarface. Yeah. Um, that was where the original idea came from. But honestly, man, you couldn't have handed that character to anybody else and have it be done as well as Scott did it. And right. I mean, we would know if Vince tried. <laughs> yeah. He tried to bring he tried to bring Razor back after Kevin Scott left and went to WCW. He tried and it just yeah, you can't fake, have somebody fake else play and fake diesel. Fake razor and fake diesel. Yeah. I watched I watched uh Razor's WWF debut against some fucking jobber I can't remember the name of, but he just cut you hear that music, dude. And uh, that's probably where they got the the car crash clip for uh, Foley's music. But Man, yeah, you hear Foley. you hear the car like speed off, and then that fucking yeah, ice cold killer fucking. Oh man, and he doesn't drug dealer. He doesn't come. He doesn't come down to the ring just like charging it like warrior and shaking no. the fucking ropes or Fuck no. or wanting to hear the people like Hogan. He comes down just cool as fuck, dude. All slick. Glides. He glides. Scott, he glides. Exactly. That's he the word I was going to use. He glides to the he ring. He glides yep. to the ring with that toothpick in his mouth and that single strand of hair just coming yep. down right between his eyebrows. Not giving a fuck, dude. The razor blades on his trunks, dude. This shit is so cool. And he fucking flicks the toothpick right in someone's face, man. And that just, debut it, match... Uh, he was fucking hitting stiff, dude. It was it was a super solid match. I, I highly just recommend you guys to go back and watch that. He, oh, he I've seen like it, of course. Ass. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was um, also on the uh, very first segment of Monday Night Raw, the very first Monday Night Raw. Uh, wow. It was him and him and one two three kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, him and one two three kid. I'm pretty sure kid got the win that night. Yep. That was um, the, if that I'm was not, yeah, Scott, Scott. Scott Scott gave Kid the rub. Fucking yeah. Kid rolled him up. Fucking one, two, three. And he actually gave him his props after the match was over for getting the fucking win on him. And that's when Scott was kind of working. He was starting to work face at the time. Uh -huh. um, you know, it's unbelievable to me. You know, if you look back at Scott's career, I mean, it's just a fucking legendary career. But he never held the world title, man. Like, that's, never held. A, never fucking travesty, dude. Never held the world championship, you know, throughout his career. He's been intercontinental champion. He's been United States champion. Like, he's held a lot of, like, the second-tier belts, but was never world champion. Like, him and Kurt Henning, which Henning, you know, th that's well-documented. Him and Henning were uh, tag partners. Razor's, like, Razor's, like, the exact definition of not needing a title to be over. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm say. We talk about that a lot. And so, you don't you really need a championship to be over. You just got to have a good gimmick and you just got to be believable and you got to be able to talk, you know? And right? I think that was one of the, that was one of the biggest things about him is that he was just such a great fucking talker. That motherfucker could cut a promo and make it just, I mean, you believed him every time. It's like, dude, I don't give a fuck what he's saying. It's just so damn cool, yeah. dude. Like everything coming out of his mouth just oozes fucking machismo. Everything, dude. Well, when you got, um, when you got fucking, you know, when you're hanging around with DDP and Jake the Snake and fucking... You know, dusty legends like those, you know, yeah, 
it's yeah. fucking legends Shit like kind of rubs off on you too but and one well, and he just had it you know he had it the it factor so uh yeah uh, another absolutely thing i i sent into our podcast chat that i wanted to kind of bring up uh is this little mini article here said in 2001 in New Japan in a New Japan Pro Wrestling tour Scott Hall decided to recreate his famous upset loss that you were just talking about to the 123 kid with a young Japanese wrestler he'd taken a liking to the young man's name was Hiroshi Tanahashi yo that's so awesome fucking that's so cool, awesome dude. So I love Tanahashi. Yeah. I've I've talked about him on the pod a few times and outside of the pod many times. Like it's just that's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Well Tanahashi's a fucking he's a legend in the business now, man. Like, I mean, after that amount of time. Like, but yeah, yeah you know, and I mean a lot of those guys that have been kind of commenting over the last couple of days, it's it's all been pretty much the same across the board. Everybody just, you know, talking about the impact that Scott had on their lives and the impact that he had on their fucking careers. I mean, a lot of these guys out here saying, you know, we, when we met him guy was nothing but fucking cool guy was nothing but giving as far as his knowledge went, because I mean, it's again, well-documented that Scott was a fucking student of the game, man. He loved the business. Yeah. Like just love talking about the business, you know I mean? Working a match, how to get yourself over, how to get the other guy over, you know, fucking what, how to react to a crowd. I mean, he just had, all of that. Every dude, man. everybody's been through fucking rough times in life, but that's not what solidifies you as a human. That's not what defines who you are as the shit that maybe overcoming bullshit. Yeah, but the bullshit isn't what defines you. So I don't really, and we don't really think too much about the negatives, you know, when he was fucked up. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't really care about that. Right. You know, we've always cared about the positive side and like what he's done for the business and how uh how much he's entertained us and how much of an extent he's went to to entertain everybody else in the world, dude. Yeah. And I think Geo Geo hit on it, you know, where he he said at the beginning, you know, like I mean this the ship probably wouldn't be here without him. Yeah. You know, without It's true. You know, you know, I mean, yeah, that's true. and that's that's reality, dude. I mean, we got the greatest era WC, of wrestling I because never, of Scott. I never was. And I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't a big Outsiders fan. I wasn't a big I WCW was. fan. I didn't. I didn't care for it, but I respected it. And honestly, I will say this, and this is going to go on record: the Outsiders and like, let's just Scott Hall and Kevin Nash made wrestling cool. They yeah. made wrestling oh, they fucking yeah, cool, dude. They did. Yep. Dude, <laughs> they when I was a kid, fucking... Kevin Nash, to me, was like the coolest fucking thing in the whole world. Oh, yeah. Was like, yeah, he Kevin was. Kevin Nash he was, was big, big sexy. Boot. Coming. Scott Hall and Kevin big Nash boot. weren't afraid to, like, you know, they, they would ditch the mullets and shit. Well, Scott, Scott always kept his mullet, but, I mean, they would come out with, like, backwards hats and hip-hop, you know, looking shit, and, like, they just, they weren't afraid to fucking, like, break the mold and just be hip literally like they were cool yeah. as fuck in the 90s the nwo the wolf pack like all that shit was just so fucking in dude like it's uh, still cool as fuck yeah even now not for, even just the 90s for it's life, still for life it's still fucking cool you know i mean when you I, i've watched a lot of that that old footage back i've watched a lot of the old stuff back but yeah man it's just it's it's so still so good even now 
I mean, a lot of it's fucking. There's some dated shit. There's some dated references, but it's still fantastic. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, kind of controversial, but like, you know how like Jeff Hardy, you know, has the infamous match with Sting where he's all fucked up, right? And, like, can't yeah. make it. I was talking about how Scott Hall would come out just fucking three sheets to the wind, dude, and everybody just shit faced. Everybody kind of give him a pass, like it's fucking Scott Hall, dude. Like fucking, <laughs> like, and he would string together a, a match. You know, it wasn't a five star, six star and, Meltzer match, but. And it, I hope you play that clip I sent you today, because the outsiders were a little, little had a little busky going. These two men have been two of the most formidable forces in our sport over the past two years. Nice shirt. Go ahead, do your survey. You dare me? Hey, yo. Somebody say something about spring break. Tell the party police there ain't no rules. So let's get to it. It's survey time. So is everybody here at spring break? Are you here to see WCW? Or, or, is everybody here at spring break to see the One more for the good guys. Take a big hey, before I get into this, uh, some of you guys out there, make sure you're nice to the fat girls over spring break, all right? They need a little loving, too. You know, Paige just got done killing one giant here a couple minutes ago. And last night, anybody that saw the pay-per-view, and there were millions, got a chance to see moi, the big sexy giant killer. Do a Mark McGuire imitation and knock him out. He knocked a man out. And you know, the funny thing is, I ain't seen the giant all day, and I know he ain't got the guts to show up at spring break, because if he did, I'd give him the proverbial beating of his life. I dare you. I dare you, Kev. Feeling pretty good, aren't they? So, giant, if you're anywhere out there, I'm in a real good mood. Me and Scott want to give you a beating. Are you anywhere? Giant? Hey, giant. Hey, giant. That's your cue. Giant. Oh, Giant. Just as I thought, 
He hasn't got enough to show up. Yeah, he do. Oh, yes, he does. Wrong. You ask. You ask, and you shall receive. The neck brace is off. The neck brace is off, but I tell you guys. You, you know, you're lucky I got these flip-flops on, or boy, I'd give you a beating. The Giants coming out, but remember, both members of the Outsiders, the World Tag Team Champs, are there. Scott Hall's in the ring, telling Kevin Nash, go get it. We saw what the Giant did a couple of months ago or weeks ago, just tore the ring down by himself. He can do it again. This is exactly what you knew, guys. You knew they didn't want any part of the Giant. Here he comes. You know, Giants, you're lucky that I'm the 1998 Cannonball Champion of Spring Break. I love it. Well, only here on Nitro. Uh, Scott Hall better hit the water, too. I would much rather hit the water than get choke slammed. Whoops. Whoop. Better get up. Too late. He may forcibly hit the water. Uh, you know, he's got him right by the seat of his pants. World's biggest wedgie. <laughs> and I... And he's gonna go in to the drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be NWO member number three to hit the water tonight. I wonder if we can have that fish stuffed. <laughs> well, I was wrong. It does float, doesn't it? The world's biggest grouper. <laughs> Back with our main event. It's Hollywood Hogan of the Macho Man, Randy Savage. I get Sting and Luger, we're having fun, and they're all wet. Let's have a fish fry. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was it was good. It was really good, and it's perfect. Like spring break, like you know. Oh, Bash at the Beach, dude. Yeah, yeah they were all Bash they the were beach, fucking trash. Yeah, break. Yeah, and, Scott and, and Kevin both talking about that. And we're legitimately on spring break as we record this right now. Spring they break said at home. They said but. they said historically, Kev said that they went through two thirty packs that day before they went out there to fucking perform. So they, were, <laughs> they were they were loaded That's between awesome. the two of them. They were they oh, were I think the giant drunk. was drinking with him too, Paul White. Probably, nice. which that puck could go through forty beers on his own. He's in the segment too, so like he's out there like he was trying not was, to laugh was... when he threw fucking Scott Hall in the pool. <laughs> oh yeah, Scott and then Kev fucking jumped in. Didn't he do a goddamn uh did a cannonball yeah. into the fucking pool? He's yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, this is the world's sexiest cannonball or something like that. I don't know. God, he, they said, were, they were... he said he said uh he he announced he said the date that what that date was. He's like March, blah 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 blah. I was the I was I went down in history as the nineteenth greatest cannonball champion in the world and he just jumps <laughs> in the fucking pool. And then Razor tries to get away and slips and fucking giant picks him up yeah. he, by his fucking britches, walks him over to the edge of the pool and just straight grill presses this motherfucker and throws him into the pool. Dude it's great. Talk about like one of the easiest bumps you ever have to take in your life, dude. Just getting hurled into a pool. It's like Yeah. I mean we've done but yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, he, um, yeah, going through the NWO stuff, you know, all that shit. But I mean, he also had one of the greatest ladder matches I've ever seen in my life. You know, that fucking, 
Oh, that yeah. ladder match with him and uh, him and HBK, you know, fucking. I mean, it wasn't the first one, but it was definitely one of the most memorable yeah. ones. I mean, that's that's still the match that well, I fucking associate. As well, they had one at Mania yeah. and one at SummerSlam. That that's still the match that I associate Scott with because you get that iconic fucking image of him standing on top of the ladder with both fucking belts hold yeah. out like held out like. Yep. It's but that that was one. Of, I I can't say that it was the best ladder match I've ever seen, but it was it was. Damn near the original, bro. It's That's iconic. the one that everybody thinks of. It's yeah, iconic. there's, it, it is iconic, and it's and it's probably the most one of the most talked about ladder matches. And honestly, when you talk about Intercontinental Champions, I think Scott Hall is like right in that conversation because oh, yeah. of that ladder yeah. match. You oh, know, absolutely. Like and and obviously other reasons too, but that ladder match was like such a staple in his career, dude. Yeah, when you, you when see you that, think of that old school intercontinental championship you immediately think of razor ramon immediately yeah yeah absolutely yeah for sure absolutely um you know did you guys see that that post that cardona threw up like uh, a couple days ago when he was talking about scott because he said scott was his favorite wrestler whenever he was a kid you know when he said he got to know what it said what, what he ended up saying was he shared an image um he shared a fucking picture of him and scott when he was a little kid and he was holding the intercontinental title, you know, throw, holding the IC belt fucking with Scott. Scott gave his belt to him. He goes, yeah, go ahead and hold it. So they took a picture together. And there's a picture like 20, 25 years later of Scott uh, holding Cardona's fucking IC championship. Like mm -hmm. he, Scott was backstage whenever um, Cardona won the fucking intercontinental title. So he said he wanted to recreate that image. So it's Scott holding Cardona's fucking IC title with Cardona standing next to him. Which I thought was awesome, dude. He was Nuts. like, you know, he's like, that's uh, it's rad. He goes, you know, he goes, the guy was one of one of my heroes. He goes, the now that I got into wrestling. Now that you mention it, I recall seeing the photo probably on Instagram because that's where I get a lot of my, uh, that's where I get my daily dose of Matt Cardona is definitely on Instagram. He is totally worth the follow. Like, just fucking hilarious, bro. Just yeah, so fucking funny. And and not only funny, but definitely putting out the meaningful and heartfelt posts like he did, but uh, with the one with Scott and you know he's even uh I mean I don't know how we're dragging Cody into this. I guess we're just talking about people who were all uh, intercontinental champions at one point, but like he even like says nice things about Cody and stuff like that too. So yeah, he puts on this fucking heel persona and acts like a stuck up dick, but in reality, <laughs> he's got a big heart. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Cardone is a good guys guy. At, the guys at Disneyland, probably once a month. Of course, he's he's you know a fucking shithead. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just a big he's just a big old bear. Yeah, but uh, no, we uh we definitely owe Scott a debt of gratitude uh, for what he did. Absolutely. For us. And that guy Absolutely. overcame. He he overcame a lot throughout his life, man. He really did. He overcame a lot of adversity. You know, I mean, he fucking killed somebody, not on purpose, mm -hmm. but he killed somebody. You know, whenever he before he got into the business. Oh um, my god, I totally forgot about that until right yeah, now. Yeah, he, he said shit. the guy the guy pulled the gun on him, and they got into a little scuffle, and he said he blew the back half of the guy's head off. He, he, I oh mean, my he, god! And he said it took him decades to get right with that. Because, yeah. I mean, he, you know, it, it, decades it took him to get fucking right. Wow. It was an wow. accident. Like, he didn't mean yeah. to kill the guy. Of course. Um, but, you know, I mean, he, he went through a lot, you know, fucking got really heavy into drugs and alcohol and shit. And, yeah. you know, over the last, like, 
five, six years. I mean, the way DDP puts it is that fucking Scott got sober and he was really trying to get his life together. Probably about 10 years, actually. But so, really, really tried to get his life together. And he did as well. He like, did. He, he absolutely did. He successfully did. got his life together. And I'll, and I'll tell you this much. I watched the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. I actually did a live watch along on my Twitch. And I had uh, people in there watching with me. And... You know, they, they start helping Scott at the end to kind of like, it yeah. gives it a really good ending to the story. But it was that kind of story, you know what I mean? Like, he's just so down in the dumps that, like, this dude needs a complete resurrection, <laughs> you know? And, God, man, that 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 documentary made me cry, for sure. Yeah. I think I, it was yeah, like, it was... that and the dark side of the ring with Eddie Guerrero, those are like the two times I've ever cried in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are really, really tough, man. And, but with Jake Roberts, it's got at least a happy ending. And uh, I'm really happy that Scott got his life together, too. He lived in the house with Dallas and uh, Jake, and they fucking, dude, they got back on track, man. Those guys had each other's backs in the 80s and 90s, you know, and it's nice to see them still work it out or, or uh you know have have like a positive and healthy lifestyle in the future together right yeah absolutely so i just i just love scott hall man like he was he's just the definition of cool dude the fucking bad guy <clears throat> one of my favorite absolutely. bad guys yep. the bad guy if you're looking for any audio recording or you'd like to record your own podcast please visit cosmic super recording where you can turn your ideas into reality. Whether you're looking to record one song or a whole album, Cosmic Soup Recording will fit any budget. For more information, visit CosmicSoupRecording.com or call or text at 480-331-7687. That's 480-331-SOUP. Also available on all social media. Cosmic Soup Recording is located in Phoenix, Arizona, near 24th Street and Thomas. Call now for a free quote or to book your session today. 480-331-7687. <laughs>